to robert ross twenty seventh of june to twenty ninth of june eighteen ninety eight from the catalogue of the Delau collection this librivox recording is in the public domain lot seventy six here published for the first time eight pages octavo there are no considerable omissions from this letter forty pounds monday june twenty seventh my dear robbie i did not write to you because i was expecting you and the lovely suit of clothes over here reggie wrote to me a fortnight ago that you were coming over and would no doubt call on me i have been staying at nogent it is a lovely place and we have had some charming days but blank goes up to paris daily and only returns for dinner he goes and sits in his rooms he says it is absurd to have rooms and not to sit in them blank has behaved like a hypocritical ass to me and finally wrote me a letter accusing me of having written some attack on him that appeared in some paris paper i need hardly say i never read the paper or saw the attack and that i never write anonymous attacks on people anywhere i was so angry i wrote him a very strong letter he has got into a mess here through being renac's homme de paille in his dreyfus syndicate campaign and i should not wonder if he were expelled his connection with conabeer the author of the article insulting the etat mayor for which renac has been dismissed from the army is well known it was of course really written by blank he has returned to boulogne so as to be near the coast the comic thing about him is the moral attitude he takes up to be either a puritan a prig or a preacher is a bad thing to be all three at once reminds one of the worst excesses of the french revolution i see no difference between him and n blank they both got ten thousand pounds out of a young man of unbusiness-like character but c blank was cunning enough to keep within the letter of the law and his refusal to take any action when he was accused of cheating blank at cards or conniving at the fraud shows how little he really cares about his character he came down to see me about a fortnight ago inquired affectionately into my financial position actually wept floods of tears begged me to let him pay the balance of my hotel bill a request that i did not think it right to refuse and left me with violent protestations of devotion a week later he wrote me a nonconformist conscience letter in which he said that as he did not approve of my knowing blank, he thought it would be morally wrong of him to help me in any way except by advice he also added that his wife disapproved of my knowing blank so tartuffe goes out of my life of course the fact of his being a jew on his father's side explains everything i hope on the day of st hugh of lincoln there will be a general massacre but i don't know when the day occurs do you ever yours oscar lot seventy seven here published for the first time twenty pages octavo considerable portions of the manuscript have been omitted in this printed version one hundred pounds
L'idée perot nos gens Write to Paris always. My dear Robbie, I went up to Paris today and found the lovely suit at my hotel. It fits perfectly, and is most smart and elegant. A thousand thanks for it. Dear Reggie's offerings are most welcome also. Just what I wanted. I must write to him at once to thank him. With regard to blank, you must not think I quarrelled with him. Far from it. Although he treated me with utter indifference, never invited me to have bite or sup with him at a cafe or elsewhere, and in the course of five months only came four times to see me, I never quarrelled with him. But three weeks ago he wrote me a letter breaking off our friendship. Ugly things cannot be done prettily, in life at any rate. And what he said was, I have no further interest in you or in your affairs, etc. To this letter I made no reply at all, though, considering our ancient friendship and how I stuck to him in his trouble, one, of course, gravely affecting his position as a gentleman, or his claim to be one, I might have written him a letter that would have made him writhe like an adder in a fork, with grotesque contortions and ineffectual venom. I accepted it. One cannot demand friendship as a right. One cannot extort affection with a knife. To awaken gratitude in the ungrateful were as vain as to try to waken the dead by cries. He had broken off our friendship in a coarse, offensive letter. I was wounded, but I made no reply. A week later he wrote a much worse letter in which he accused me of attacking his private life in a French newspaper that I had never even seen. That was a different matter. His first letter concerned his own attitude towards me. That was his affair. I left it so. I made no taunt, no appeal, no remonstrance. His second letter brought a disgraceful accusation against me and my attitude towards him and conduct. Then, of course, I wrote asking for an apology. Of course, he has not sent one. He has not the instincts of a gentleman in the matter. But I told him a few truths about himself, which he can ponder on in exile. For he is, I am glad to say, quite over in Paris. The libre parole and the intransigeant, the former, one of the first papers in France, have published his dossier, as it is called, his whole relations with N. Blank, the ten thousand pounds he got out of him, the cheating scandal and his refusal to meet the charge, his relations with the Dreyfus syndicate, who employed him as the go-between between Reinach and Schwarzhoppen, his coaching Conybert to accept the responsibility of the article for quoting which, with approval, Reinach has been dismissed from the army. The unfortunate blank is daily alluded to as cet écroque, ce triste individu, le nommé blank, juif et chevalier de industrie. His whole dossier is paraded, and he has tumbled into the mud in Paris as completely as he did in London. It is a great nemesis on him. He treats me, his oldest and most faithful friend, 
with contempt because i am friends with blank and says that no one should know such an infamous person as blank a fortnight later he has to bolt to boulogne because from a little corner a very little corner of his own life a veil is raised the gods are sometimes just and always humorous my dear robbie the thing was over and done with i did not wish that the first time we met i should present him with a bill it all occurred when i had lots too much indeed of money and i did not feel up to raking up his past i thought i had got back my friend and of course i had no legal claim of any kind what i did i did from kindness to blank primarily and in the second place to a woman whom i had known intimately we had all stayed together at the hotel de Athenay, at the hotel de normandie at the hotel de deux at many places together if they had often been my guests at dinner i had far more often been theirs i was not up to sending in my bill it was perhaps foolish of me but my dear boy gentlemanly feelings linger in the most improbable places it is one of the paradoxes of life if i could have the feelings appropriate to my position or rather my lack of position it would be better for me but while natures alter what is artificial is permanent always in the meanwhile i console myself by reading the terrible expose of le nommé blanc hispano-anglais juif banni de la société anglaise pour ses escroqueries etc etc it amuses me to see tartuffe in the pillory i have the most terrible of all pleasures the pleasure of the spectator a pleasure without which art would be dead and life would be humane it is a curious thing dear little absurd robbie that you now always think that i am in the wrong it is a morbid reaction against your former and more rational estimate of me the only thing that consoles me is that your moral attitude towards yourself is even more severe than your moral attitude towards others yours is the pathological tragedy of the hybrid the pagan catholic you exemplify the beauty and the uselessness of conscience when i read your often bitter censures of me and your stern lectures i think of your censures of yourself of your awful curtain lectures delivered alone listened to in silence unanswerable merely because they are not answered judge and prisoner the same person yourself your own jailer why not sometimes think that i may be in the right why at once take the side of le triste individu i often wonder what would have happened to those in pain if instead of christ there had been a christian as regards dal young i have written or rather am going to write to him it is a long history but i think when you know the circumstances that you will have a different view in any case blank has nothing to do with the matter 
all he did was to write some lovely lyrics for nothing i need hardly say dal young at first offered to give me a house to have it built for me at berneval so that i should have a home it was to cost seven hundred pounds with a freehold of the land this offer i declined i thought it a piece of generous but quixotic enthusiasm i hardly knew him at the time i did not think it right to accept such an offer then he begged me to write him a libretto i made out a libretto that enchanted him for two months he was at me to promise to do it i told him that i did not could not know if i could continue my literary work he laughed at the idea his wife his friends urged me to accept his offer i was asked to name a price for a libretto i asked a hundred pounds and fifty pounds on production i could hardly have asked less the lowest literary hack in grub street would not write the libretto of an original classical opera for less i asked little because i knew he was simply anxious to show his confidence in his future by giving me a start he wanted to help me i had refused the gift of a house at seven hundred pounds after three months i did accept what i knew in my heart was meant half as a gift half as an encouragement he told me to take my own time about it he said that all he wanted was that i should know that he believed in me etc etc well i have not done it yet i may never do it i don't think i shall ever write again i told him all that of course it would have been more prudent for me to have secured the house seven hundred pounds is a good stroke of business is it not but some way i did not like to do it i could not have done it it would have been wiser if i had but i should have rather despised myself ultimately i accepted a commission and being asked to fix my own terms fixed the lowest i could think of i knew it was all at that time meant simply as a means of being kind to me of helping me without humiliating me if now i am accused of getting money from young under false pretences it shows me that one should never accept any act of kindness people regret their good actions that is the point to which the moral sense ultimately arrives in any case in this matter i have done nothing that could be brought up against me and young should set the matter right at once if such a rumour is current your postcard has just been handed to me here who is steele is he the painter or has he a profile in any case i must thank him but there are different modes of showing gratitude frank harris was most hospitable and nice to me here i dined with him every night except one night when i dined with maeterlinck and georgette leblanc the prima donna of the opera comique a woman very like sarah bernhardt they have a lovely little house near the bois de boulogne all white walls and green furniture and burne jones photographs heaps of books and dutch brass candlesticks and copper things he is bon garçon of course he has quite given up art he only thinks of making life sane and healthy 
and freeing the soul from the trammels of culture art seems to him now a malady and the princess malene an absurdity of his youth he rests his hope of humanity in the bicycle i dined with him the night before he left for london you have never told me anything about pelias et melisande was it absurd one night i made frank harris invite blank to dinner we dined at mare's the bill was terrific blank was childlike and sweet runciman and mrs harris number two were of course present frank was wonderful on the subject of the greek passions of christ and shakespeare especially christ he insisted that the betrayal by judas was the revenge of a great lover discarded for that sentimental beast john rostin and one of his mistresses was dining at another table he listened so attentively that i feel sure he does not understand a word of english maurice is looking very ill blank insists that he is consumptive but i don't believe it he works or rather overworks with strong from nine a m till nine forty five p m in a stuffy room this letter is too tedious and too long the fault is yours you think it good for me that you should never be on my side the goliaths who threaten me are always assisted by my david ever yours oscar lot seventy eight here published for the first time no considerable omissions three pounds three shillings postcard paris july twenty ninth eighteen ninety eight my dear robbie you are quite right the duchess is unfit for publication the only one of my works that comes under that category but there are some good lines in it could you let me have my ten pound cheque so that i can cash it on monday the first of august it would be very good of you blank is in paris till sunday yours s m end of section